Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Hi, uh, this is Jason here. Tyler is no longer here. I am by myself. Um, I'm editing the podcast and I realized that there was a technical malfunction on my behalf. Instead of recording the podcast with our actual mics, the audio was recorded with the mic on my laptop. So at points, I sound pretty loud. Tyler sounds pretty quiet. Um, I didn't want to scratch just an hour and a half of audio. So here it is. Sorry in advance. We'll be better. I promise. Be a good friend, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on January 31st, 2020. The last episode before Super Bowl 50-something between the Chiefs and the 49ers. Got a little bit more Super Bowl coverage to bring to you. Got some fun prop bets. A little competition we did last year. First, though, uh, we're going to talk about the sudden and tragic news. Um, It's kind of everyone knows by now. Kobe Bryant passing away in a helicopter accident. I don't really know. We haven't really talked about how we're going to talk about this, what we're going to talk about. We're just going to let the conversation kind of carry it along. It'll be a little down to start the episode, and then we'll, we'll pick it back up with some Super Bowl talk. And then uh, we're ending the show with some movie talk. I went and saw an Oscar-nominated film, 1917, today. Going to give a little movie scale. Tyler cannot provide a movie scale, but maybe he'll go see it soon, and we can update that. And then we also are going to preview the February movies that are coming up. So any movies in February that we are excited about or we think the majority of people might be excited about. Yeah, 
Okay, Ty. Starting the episode on more of a somber note. The most somber note within the Lions history, some would say. Potentially the most somber moment in sports history. Yeah. At least in my lifetime. Absolutely. It's right up there. I mean, Kobe Bryant tragically passing away with, what was it, eight others? Uh, eight or nine others, yes. Yeah. Fucking wild. Um, helicopter crash on the way to a travel basketball game. He was obviously, uh, he was with his daughter, Gianna Bryant, who also passed away. She was 13. The pilot, there was the uh, Abtonelli or the family, the baseball coach, him, his wife, his daughter passed away. And I believe it was another coach and player that also passed away. I should probably get their names up. But just a sad kind of, you know, it um, happened on, what was it, Saturday, Sunday? I believe it was on Sunday. Yes, the same day as the Pro Bowl. And it was just one of those things, TMZ tweeted it, and when I saw it right away, it was just like, oh, that's fake. TMZ got hacked. I clicked the link. They were experiencing, um, you know, too much traffic, so the page wasn't even loading. I was like, okay, they got hacked. They pulled it down, and then, no, it just kept, the reports kept coming out and coming out, and yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Not only that, it, like, broke Twitter. Yeah. Like, I saw well, like I saw that it was uh, trending or something. Like, I went to go to the page. Like, Twitter wasn't even working. Yeah. With all the trending and everything. That happened with me as well. Um, the victims, it was John. It's Alto Belli. He was the baseball coach for Orange Coast College. His wife, Carrie. His daughter, Alyssa. It was also the... It was a coach, an assistant coach for the Mamba's girl basketball team, Christina Mauser. She was 38. And the pilot, Ara Zobion, who came out yesterday, Kawhi Leonard, also used that pilot. It was also a Sarah Chester and Peyton Chester, another mother, daughter of the player. It was like foggy conditions or something. Yeah, they still have not uh, released exactly what happened. I don't know if they could even figure that out. Yeah. I saw some flight tracker stuff. People were tweeting that like they ascended at a and then they were like ascending at a certain speed and then instantly started descending super fast. Um, maybe it was just a case of a freak engine failure. I don't know much about helicopters. Maybe a bird got in the engine. I don't know if that's at all possible. Um, God forbid it was something like a drone that, you know, got into there and yeah. ruined something. Um, it was just sad, man. Crazy. And then the news outlets going fucking insane. Uh, yeah. First off, TMZ is a piece of shit. Yeah. They released it before the families were even notified. Yeah. So there's a good chance one of Kobe's daughters was scrolling on Twitter and found out that her sister and dad died. Or even, well, yeah, even if they're not scrolling on Twitter, you get a phone call. Yeah, you get a phone. I mean, Ice Cube said on ESPN that he saw the tweet and he called Kobe right away. Someone saw that tweet and called Vanessa, called one of the other daughters, and it's like, that's how you have to figure out, like, what are you even talking about? Yeah. Um, Which means someone in the sheriff's office, sheriff's department, obviously leaked the info to TMZ. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other news outlets saying Rick Fox was on board and... At one point, it was all four of his daughters were on board. Yeah. At one point, it was none of them was on board. No one could get their facts straight. Just just throwing shit at the wall to see what stuck. Well, it was a case of everyone wanting to be first and not wanting, and instead not being accurate. Um, I wrote an article when it was happening. I just I didn't report anything or anything. It was sad. Um, 
obviously a day after LeBron passed him on the all-time scoring list in his hometown of Philadelphia. I watched that video of LeBron talking about Kobe the night before. I watched it the night before, before it happened, and he was getting choked up just talking about what Kobe meant to him, and it was just like turned into something completely different after all this. Um, Bellinger got his MVP award that day. 16 hours before he got a video from Kobe. Kobe, yeah, it's just... I mean, shit, we talked about him last week on yeah. on the episode, and I was just doing my typical Kobe hater. <laughs> you know, no one can fucking predict or see this coming. Yeah. Oh, was it fucking Barstool Big Cat? Was uh, Laker Dan the day before? The night before, yeah. Like, making jokes about Kobe and everything, and everyone was, like, trying to come at him on Twitter. Yeah. And it's like, dude, no one knows shit like this. Like, come on now. Yeah, I see some things. People are saying that uh, Vanessa Bryant should sue TMZ. Um, I don't think that's going to happen for a multitude of reasons. A, she doesn't really need the money and B, it could be something along the principle, but I think she's in a case where like, I don't think she wants to go through a court trial and have to worry about that. And plus, I don't, I don't know this, but I don't know if there's like laws in place necessarily. And maybe this could be something that sets a law in place for the future. And maybe that could be the case why, but I don't see her personally pursuing a lawsuit. Yeah, I don't, I think the last thing they want to do is sit through something like this in court. Yeah, just drag it on. Uh, that seems insane. Um, all the tributes and everything afterwards were wild. I know the day that morning that he passed away, the that night was the Grammys at the Staples Center. Oh, yeah. And it was insane. Like, they were trying to tell people to stay away from Staples Center since, like, all the Grammy shit and everything. And people were just pouring in with tributes and bringing flowers and shit there. Like, Yeah, they're still going on today. Yeah. Um, they played his last game on ESPN. And there's a crowd of people outside the Staples Center watching it. Everyone was tweeting about it like, you know, like it was an actual game. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah. I watched the last, like, five minutes of it. Crazy, dude. Um, Man, it's just, it's tough. I've, I mean, I, the only, the last athlete I could think of that might have had this kind of impact, and I was too young to even remember this, and I was asking my parents about it, was when Dale Earnhardt died while racing. They said that was kind of a similar just shock, like it just came out of nowhere because obviously NASCAR was a lot more popular back then. Dale Earnhardt was the face of NASCAR. So even if you weren't a NASCAR fan, you knew who Dale Earnhardt was. Yeah. Um, obviously, that was tragic. But, you know, it, it's it's like Derek Jeter just, you know, suddenly dying in a helicopter crash. It's like Peyton Manning, you know, it's I, honestly I would argue Kobe is probably one of if not the most recognizable athlete of the past 20 years. I think yeah. internationally around the United States, you don't have to even be a fan of sports, let alone basketball, and you know who Kobe Bryant is. Yeah. I mean, and basketball just in general has that global outreach. I mean, same, you know, Michael Jordan's a worldwide phenomenon. You know, LeBron's a worldwide phenomenon. It's just these guys, you know, it's an international sport, whereas, you know, internationally people don't really know, might not know Mike Trout or might not know. I mean, there are exceptions. Obviously, Derek Jeter would be one of them or, like, maybe, like, Tom Brady. But yeah, it was just insane. I mean – I don't know if there there is, you know, Tom Brady to New England or Derek Jeter to New York, but Kobe was definitely one of those athletes that meant more than other people to their city. Um, you have a city that's just a melting pot of people. I mean, the L.A. football teams are like the fifth and sixth most popular team in L.A. Baseball, I mean, the Dodgers kind of dominate that, but L.A.'s Laker town, and Kobe was just kind of like the unifying person. Everyone loved Kobe. Um, I mean, I've, I talked about it time and time again when I used to, you know, debate Kobe versus LeBron and everything like their fan base was passionate and they're passionate for a reason. It's what Kobe represented to him. So just to have that, he almost felt superhuman. Oh, absolutely. So that's what makes it so shocking. I find myself, you know, 
multiple times throughout the last few days just thinking about it and like no that's not real like it just, it just it, yeah it doesn't feel like it could happen yeah. it doesn't feel like it's even in the realm of possibility and that's what's so crazy yeah and i think like you were saying kobe's one of those players that um i think it was on the bill simmons podcast they were talking about it and it was kobe bryant made people feel things whether they hated him if they're you know celtics fan or something yeah or lakers fan you fucking loved him and it was very much someone who he made you feel passionately he was the elite level player competitor yeah. and it, no matter what people felt some way about him but respected the hell about like hell of him, you yeah. know yeah and he was just getting his post career started um it's just it's tough too to see that whole girl dad tribute you know just to be with his daughter while it happened it's just and that's the things that keep me up at night at least the first few nights i was just thinking like what is how I was thinking of like that final moment as the helicopters, like what is he thinking? What is his daughter thinking? Thinking about the sheriff's, you know, officers who roll up to the scene and they're just like, that's fucking Kobe Bryant. Like, you know what I mean? Like imagine being that guy. Fucking crazy. Like, you know, obviously, you know, his loss isn't as big as everything else, but it's just, and I, I feel a sense of guilt. I really do. A sense of guilt. I do. When it first happened, because I spent so much time and energy just poking the bear at Kobe Bryant fans and trying to debate. And I know it's part of sports, and that's what I told myself. Like, me arguing their their production on the court it has nothing to do with, like, the personal yeah. reasons. But at the same time, like, it's just a new appreciation. Like, let people love Kobe, what he means to them and everything. Like, don't try to poke the bear and argue that with them. And just, you know, and if someone likes LeBron or someone likes Michael Jordan, like, these stupid petty arguments aren't going to solve anything. There's not going to be anything that's like, oh, this person's the greatest of all time. It's just opinion-based and arguing these opinions and not appreciating them. And it's just, it made me feel guilty. It really did. As a noted I, Kobe hater. You were a Kobe hater. I, I think that's part of sports. I think everyone's going to debate shit like that. And I think it get back, gets back to Kobe made people feel a certain way. He made you feel like going off on Kobe. <laughs> either way, he was so passionate about what he did. And he had such an influence on the people who watched him play? Everyone knew who Kobe was. Kobe was. Everyone respected him. Yeah, it's insane, dude. The Lakers and Clippers obviously postponed their game. They're playing um today. If you're listening to this, the first day it released, like you should. Um, Friday against the, I believe it's the Trailblazers or someone. I don't know. Um, tickets for that are like in the thousands of dollars. Oh, it's. Um, that's gonna be a tough watch. Um, I will say the hardest like tribute, going back to like what you're saying, getting like choked up and shit. The girl dad one. Yeah. That one, out of everything, that one got me breaking down, saying, like, those final moments between him and his daughter. Yeah. Uh, that one fucked me up. Yeah. They Just all of them, man. I'm, I'm a sad sports moment, sir. You know. Seeing Shaq, who's usually fucking most energetic guy in the room, crying. Yeah. Saying how he needs to do, be better and spend more time telling people, you know, what they mean to him. Yeah, I mean, it's just life is fragile, man. It really is. And that's just an over, you know, if anything, that's what it kind of tells everyone is like, you know, it just it, it's sad that it takes a massive athlete or, you know, and some like a Michael Jackson, a massive celebrity to die to remind us that life is fragile. But life is fragile, dude. And we can't take it for granted. Yeah, it'd be over in fucking blink of an eye. It could be over right now until my roof could collapse. Good. I don't know how that would happen, but. It's crazy shit, dude. Yeah, I hope the Lakers win uh, the NBA title. I really do. I don't think our Pellies are going to win it. Um, That's fine. 
I don't like the narrative that like LeBron has added pressure now to win it because like dude, mm-hmm. let him grieve. Like he's going through so much shit. I mean, everyone they all does are. That I mean, like yeah. you know, they wanted to argue like you're oh, LeBron Kobe. They were like fucking great friends. He's literally there, fucking you know, giving him nothing but praise when he passed him on the all time list. Like LeBron yeah. and Kobe were great friends. Well, just that entire organization too, from the buses and. You know, Magic's not involved anymore, but Rob Palenka was, like, his longtime friend, agent, and everything. Like, that whole organization, you know, it's just, it's sad. They're hurting. And understandably so. Um, And then that leads into their All-Star game, the tribute they announced today. People wanted one team to wear 24, one team to wear 8. I could still see them doing that, but what they announced so far is that the last, the fourth quarter of the game is going to be untimed. And that the final score of the game is going to... So whoever's winning leading into the fourth quarter, they're going to add 24 to that total. And whoever reaches that number first will be con- declared the winner of the game. Oh, I didn't even hear about, hear about that. Yeah, they announced that today. It's a little bit of a weird way to do it. But, people, of course, people were complaining about it. But I'm sure they could, they'll still do the 8-24 and 24 thing. I don't see why they wouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, I know there's a big thing about getting them to change the logo for a season. Um, that would be awesome, and I would love to see it. Um, I just think from a practical standpoint, it's probably not doable. I, I didn't think it was for a season. I thought it was just change the logo. I I don't know if, you know, like, and again, Kobe's one of those people where I don't know if he would even want that. Um, I wouldn't be against it. Don't get me wrong. But at least changing it right now, I don't think, I don't think that's something they could do right now. It, they couldn't do it mid-season. Just because, you know, there's so many licensing things and pre-recorded things. And, like, it would just be so hard to, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to him doing it to start next season. Yeah. You know, it shouldn't be everything happens right now. Like, this is going to have a lasting impact. And it still is going to be relevant at the start of next season. Yeah. You know. We'll see what they do. Just something to show respect to one of the greatest competitors and champions in NBA history. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just it's just crazy. And then I the just his daughter being with him too. It's just it's crazy, man. And then that video that was going around like a month ago maybe of them sitting courtside and him like explaining the game to her and everyone you know was like it went from being a funny meme to a heartbreaking video. Yeah. And I think it was at um was it Minnesota? I think that was They put the ball down at the free throw line. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, maybe that was one too, but I know where that video took place and him and his daughter, the one that went viral, they like put flowers in those seats for before the game. Oh, that was a uh, Brooklyn. Okay, so like the two seats they were sitting in courtside, they had like flowers in the seat and hit a moment of silence for him. Like, mm-hmm. sad, bro. Well, then, yeah, Trey Young and Devin Booker that next day, they both took 24 shot attempts, which that part was att- intentional, I believe. Um, but they, I think they scored a combined 81 points. Uh, Trey Young shot 81% from free throw line. It was just like a crazy set of numbers that just worked out. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, man, it's sad. I still find myself, you know, not, and I was talking about this with like Riley and it's like, if like, so like my saddest, I think death that I could think of related to the Dodgers right now, like not being a freak accident would be like Vin Scully. But even Vince Scully, like, he lived his life. Like, yeah, you know, if he dies, it's sad, but he's, you know, 80-something. If, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar dies or, like, just recently, David Stern, the old NBA commissioner, passed away. And it was a really sad moment for the league, but he passed away at, you know, I mean, he wasn't too old. I think he was, like, high 60s. 
but even that it's like okay he lived his life you know but like something like this just as shocking and as quick as it was you know yeah uh, i mean it's similar to you know as an angels fan the tyler skaggs thing that happened yeah last season where it's just out of the blue something you don't expect yeah and i mean you know he didn't have the influence and he wasn't as relevant as kobe is so it isn't you know but still it's just something that sends shockwaves when it's just out of the blue like that dude yeah it's um it's sad. I was gonna. I had one more thing to say about it, but I forgot. Oh, there were some people were tweeting to do funny Kobe things, like funny Kobe moments or like whatever, mm-hmm. to try to raise the mood. And the one that made me actually laugh was um, Kobe about to smack the shit out of David Stern when he sees him in heaven for vetoing the Chris Paul trade. That one made me laugh a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Uh, there were some funny ones going around. Yeah, uh, I like the interview that Alex Rodriguez um, and Big Cat did on the court. They played it back like the Kobe yeah. interview. They yeah. were talking about how when they showed up, he was just getting a haircut at his desk. Yeah. Like he was just that baller. He just got a haircut at his desk. <laughs> yeah. He was just like, oh, that's fucking Kobe Bryant, me and that big of a fucking baller. Um, the story of how they lost the game or something and he threw away everyone's Kobe shoes because they were all too soft. Yeah. That, I saw that as well. That was a good one. I mean, he's a legend for a reason, man. He really is. Yeah. It's It's a shame. Super sad. Um, sucks. Really does. And I'll, I'll, I will continue to probably feel guilty. I will. I just. I don't think that's right. I think that's part of sports. We were just talking about it, and I literally said I was just trying to poke the bear, and it's like, dude, why do I need to do that? Just let people enjoy who they enjoy. And I'm retiring. I said I'm already retired from Twitter debates. Well, guess what? I'm retired from comparing players to other players in some cases. I don't think that's right. <laughs> but it, your choice. I'm I'm I retiring. Think you definitely should retire from the Kobe narratives. I'm retiring from. <laughs> I'm I'm just retired right now. Okay, I might come out of retirement if the situation deems fit. Okay, that's fair. Did you see a Pantone 294 got backlash for Kobe? What happened with that? I saw them getting backlash. I don't know what they were getting backlash for. Do you know who Pantone 294 is? No. Okay, so Pantone 294 started as a fan. It's like they make money now, I guess. I don't know. Started as a fan, a Dodgers like fan group, and they're the ones that organize those trips when you see thousands of Dodger fans go places and they wave that big old flag. Yeah. And they're like a big deal. Like during Dodgers Fan Fest, I don't know about this year, but the year I went, like they had their own booth and everything. Like the Dodgers recognized them. And so they posted an Instagram ad about not even an ad, it was just on their story. It was like a Los Angeles spirit crew neck or whatever and it had los angeles on the back and eight slash 24 on the front Mm -hmm. um and people were just like like some guy was like hey i don't think it's appropriate to try to make money off of his death and like they just handled it so badly they just like attacked him like you're you're attacking us you don't know us blah 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 like instead of being like oh it was an oversight and every time they apologized it was still kind of like oh i'm sorry but we're not wrong yeah and like so they've apologized like three times now. The first apology, they said they would donate some proceeds of it. <laughs> and people, yeah, like, We're still going to make profit off his death, but not as much. Um, but their argument was that those shirts take like three, multi- or like three weeks to make, and they put the order in weeks ago. But I saw a screenshot that the original um, sweater that was on their website was the Los Angeles on the back, and it had like a, just a generic Lakers logo on the front. Yeah, it didn't have the 824. Which, you know, I guess in their newest apology, they addressed this. I didn't read it. Like, why on the Lakers one did they have Kobe's two numbers? Like, 
because it was they said it was to go to a game against the Warriors. Like that's such a weird thing to coincidentally have when they have ones for like the Dodgers and the Kings and everything, and none of them has like that, you know. And you would yeah. think if they were going to do a player's number, they'd probably do a current player like yeah. LeBron or something. Like it's a love shit, is what it is. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw they fired. Oh yeah, because well, she put on her Instagram story. Did you see what she put on her <laughs> private Instagram story? Oh, I gotta find this now. So this was the person they let go because it was not on her. Well, her name on Instagram was Pantone. Pantone Patty, I think was her name. I'm not going to be able to find it now that I'm put on the spot. Okay, here it is. So she put this on her private Instagram story. Why do we need to put our life and businesses at a standstill just because Kobe died? People are acting like their mama died. I didn't know him. He did nothing for me. I owe him nothing. Sorry, not sorry. Wow. You're a piece of shit. Yeah, so they apparently let her go, which I think she was like one of the founding people, so I don't know how that works, but... What a piece of shit. That's just a piece of shit thing to say. Well, that just shows that they weren't even like open to the criticism. They were just kind of yeah. being defensive. And... It was literally a, hey, people are going to spend money on this. Let's make money on it. Yeah. It was literally capitalizing on someone's death. Yeah. And, yeah, it's the way they handled it afterwards shows I think that's what their yeah. true intention was. If it was like... an insult, like a slip-up, they would have been like, you're right. You know, I'm pulling this yeah. right away, whatever. But Our mistake, will, all the proceeds will go to... Yeah. The foundation they just set up for the other families or something like. Yeah. <laughs> There's ways they could have approached that and done good with it. Yeah, it was bad. So Dodger fans are uh, not happy with Pantone 294. They're hashtag canceled right now. I'm fine with it. Someone tweeted it was actually pretty funny. It was like breaking news. The Red Sox have agreed to trade Mookie Betts to the Dodgers for Pantone 294. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing. That's good stuff. <laughs> Speaking of the NBA, uh, we talked about the All-Star Game tribute. They released the All-Star Reserve players, Ty. Okay. We talked about the starters last week. Yeah. As our, you know, our NBA expert, what are your thoughts on the NBA All-Star Reserves? I think it's a good team, a uh, good thing they're doing mix and match because the East is bad, bro. I think, okay, so here's the thing with the East. I think they're, they don't have as many big names, but I think like the players like DeMontis, Sabonis, Jason Tatum, and Bam Adebayo – they're like up and comers. Same thing with Pascal Siakam. Like they're not big names yet, but they're still good players. I will say, um, I see someone who's going to carry the West <clears throat> in reserves, and that's our boy Brandon Ingram. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah, that's a Pelly's All Star right there. Yep. So uh, <laughs> East All Stars, we had Butler, Ben Simmons, Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton, Demontis Sabonis, Jason Tatum, Bam Adebayo. West, Nikola Jokic, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Chris Paul, Brandon Ingram, and Russell Westbrook. Surprised? I'm very surprised Westbrook made it, honestly. I don't know what his numbers were. I just – I all I know is, like, his three-point shooting was, like, really bad at one point. Like, 18% bad. Holy shit. <laughs> he, right now, is shooting uh, 23% from three-point land. I think I could do better. I mean, he's averaging 20. Uncontested, I know I could do better. He's averaging 26, 8, and 7. So, like, his numbers are good. But I feel, I think the Rockets are kind of underperforming. And it's like one of those things where, like, he's stuffing the box score, but everyone could see that, like, the fit with him and James Harden isn't really that great. Yeah. And everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people I saw on Twitter wanted Devin Booker to make it over him. Hmm. Which Devin Booker, let's see, Devin Booker's averaging 27.1 points, Westbrook's 26.3. Booker's averaging four fewer rebounds per game, and he's averaging one fewer assists per game, but he has more win shares. Russell Westbrook has a three, 3.1 win shares. Devin Booker, 5.2. Devin Booker has 21.5 PER, which is kind of like 
NBA's war. It doesn't add on top of each other, but it's like it's something efficiency rating. Mm-hmm. And Westbrook is twenty point seven, so probably should have been Devin Booker, honestly. That's a that's a big name addition there. That's a hey, you're Russell Westbrook, you're an All Star. Well, it was the fan vote, I think, because we talked about it last week. It's like they take it. One third of it is fan vote, one third of it's media, and one third of it's players, and then they like, you know, like just simply like, you know, blah blah blah, point system, whatever. And I think Westbrook was really high on the fan vote because he's Russell Westbrook. I wouldn't be surprised with players too. Yeah, I could see it. I could see players giving him love just because it's fucking Russell Westbrook. I just don't know how someone who is not a center that is shooting twenty three point five percent from three point percent from three point land in twenty twenty. Could be an all-star. But I said I'm retired from comparing players, which is what I just did. They're both phenomenal people, and I hope they just add an extra all-star spot for Devin Booker and they don't take it away from Russell Westbrook. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's an all-star. It is wild, though. You're shooting 23%. At the, I mean, with that being said, though, Jason, Ben Simmons is also an all-star, and he just doesn't shoot threes. So if Russell... But Russell Westbrook's averaging four threes a game. Okay. That's fine. I'm just saying, if he just—he's a team player, so he's taking threes. If he was just like, "Hey, I'm not doing good at this. I'm just not going to do that," he'd be great. I'd probably view him differently. Yeah. Ben Simmons shooting 40% from three-point land. It's pretty good. Granted, he's averaging 0.1 attempts per game. Our boy Zion's got more career three points than him by a long shot. <laughs> How's Zion been playing? I only saw the—you know—I saw the first game and then everything with the Kobe news and. Good. He's averaging 18, yeah, yeah, 18 and 8. He had a decent game. Yeah, I haven't honestly have not been paying attention much to Zion. I mean, he's only played, what, two games, three games? Four games. Is it four now? Yeah. They just played two days ago. Oh, excuse me, against Caps. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely not a bust. <laughs> so far? So far. It's my bold take. Uh, yeah, all-star games should be fun, though. What's going to be even more fun is the Super Bowl. Oh boy! Jason. I'm ready to watch it. I'm I'm gonna be. In, I'm hoping this year is a great Super Bowl. Last year was boring. Here's what usually happens with the Super Bowl. I'm gonna be honest. I feel like Super Bowls usually suck. Typically. The last Super Bowl I remember that was good. Okay, so we had a two year run of the Falcons Patriots, where the Patriots had the miraculous comeback. Obviously, you know people didn't like that, but it was amazing. And the Eagles Patriots game, both of which I worked at fans. So Ooh, that sucks. Yeah. And then after that, you know, you got before that, you had the Panthers Broncos game, which just was terrible. Shit, it? it was, well, it was just like a low scoring, like boring fest. Oh, I think I'm thinking of Seahawks Broncos. That one was 43 to eight or something. Yeah. yeah. So then obviously last year, 13 to three, we had the Philly, New England, New England, Atlanta, Denver, Carolina. It was 24, 10, but it was such a boring 24, 10. The New England Seattle game, I remember being good. And then the Seattle Denver game blowout. And then we had, like, the Baltimore-San Francisco game where that was, like, lights out. But, look, I'm just looking at, like, the last five, six years. Super Bowl's been kind of boring recently. Yeah. I'm hoping for a good one this year. You know what? You know what's good, though? What? Media Day wasn't that exciting. Nothing really came out of Media Day. They're very respectful of one another. Yeah. I think they're going to leave it all on the field. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's not big narratives. You know, these are two really good teams. Um, I didn't realize the 49ers were the worst team last year. Like, yeah, dude. I know Joey Bosa. First, I knew Joey Bosa was the first, or Nick Bosa was the first overall pick, but it just never clicked in my head that like they were the worst team. I don't know why. That's what. That's why I was trying to make that point about Jimmy Garoppolo last week. But I think how they they, they also four, added, but yes. Yeah, but how they like went four seasons of being fucking terrible, and then just all of a sudden they're in the Super Bowl. I think their coach is also very good. Oh, absolutely. 
because they went like four and twelve last year or whatever they went. But I think there was a lot of games where they're really close with like really bad quarterbacks. So um, it's going to be interesting. I, I like I said, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I hope it's an exciting game. I predicted a ten point or more victory for the Chiefs. But what we're doing, we talked about the game last week. This week we're doing what we did last year. We've been podcasting for over a year now, Ty. Pretty incredible. We missed our anniversary date, whatever it was. I actually, when we were in the middle of the podcast last week, I was actually looking at our old episode launch dates to see. And it was like, it would have been two weeks ago. We were like one day off or whatever. Anyway, so we picked five prop bets. We're not betting the points. That we're not betting the spread. We picked five prop bets from Bovada.com, Bovada.lv. We both gave ourselves a $100 budget of fake dollars. <laughs> and you could divvy it up however you want. You don't have to be 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. It could be $20 on this one, a dollar on this one, $99 on this one, however you want. You had to have five prop bets equating to a $100 bet. Whoever wins the most money, which we will talk about next episode, is declared the winner. Yes. Are we going to put something on the line? Because we do these things like the brackets, but then we don't put anything on the line, so we kind of just forget about it. Are we going to put something on the line here? We put something within the lines. <laughs> <laughs> we got to put something on the line. What you, what you thinking here? I, we do what we did last year that we never did. Loser has to do the next podcast in the other team's football jersey and has to make it their Twitter profile picture. For the entire month of February. Entire month of February? A picture of you wearing, you either wearing a Chargers jersey or me wearing a Saints jersey. Two weeks. The whole month of February. You don't have to record the podcast with it on if you don't want, but you have to have it as your Twitter profile picture for an entire month. All right, fuck it. Let's do it. Hell yeah. That'll be funny. All right, oh, so. I don't like it one bit. Loser, loser has to take a picture in the and other. And not just subtly, like you have to post that I'm doing this and bring attention to it. <laughs> yep. All right, fuck it. I like it. Jason, go ahead and start first with your first prop bet. Please okay, so we. What the bet is, how much you're risking to win. So we uh, did a draft before we aired just to make sure we didn't have any overlap. Um, so my first pick that I had is the longest penalty of the game, Tyler. The line was set at 15 and a half yards. Pretty much the bet is, is there going to be a pass interference above 15 yards? I'm taking the under. Under 15 and a half yards. I do not think there's going to be a penalty more than 15 yards. I don't know if there – is there any other penalties besides pass interference? I don't think so. Because I think if you get like a double holding, I don't think that counts as 20-yard penalty. So I'm taking the under. It's plus 170 odds. I'm wagering 20 of my dollars to win $34 back. Okay. Well, fifty-four dollars, but win thirty-four. We're talking about profits only. Yeah, just thirty-four. Okay. Under fifteen and a half yards, longest penalty for either team. That's a good bet. That's, I feel like that's absolutely going to happen. Thank you. Especially with how fast Kansas City Chiefs are, like they're going to have to fucking get a PI to stop at least one deep ball. So you, oh, so you're saying you like the other thing, the oh, other you did side? Under? I bet an under. Oh, that was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I misheard. That is, that is terrible. <laughs> terrible pick. Enjoy the Saints jersey, my friend. My first pick, Jason. As most know, we are diehard Pelican fans. Absolutely. And our, our golden boy, the man who's going to lead us next season to an NBA championship <laughs> after the Lakers win this year, Zion Williamson. Yes. Is playing. Now, how, what does he have to do with the Super Bowl, Ty? Now, Jason, he doesn't have anything to do with the Super Bowl other than the fact he's playing the same day as the Super Bowl. Ooh. And now, Jason. That'd be a good day to go to a Pelicans game. Probably cheap. Maybe. <laughs> but if Zion, the bet is Zion will have more points, rebounds, and assists combined 
then the 49ers will have total points. Total points? Total points. So points, rebounds, and assists. So Zion drops 20, 10, 10. 40. 40 points. 49ers score 39. I win. All right. Well, let's look at his averages. Even though it's only through four games, so anything could happen here. He's averaging um, points, rebounds, and assists. He's averaging 18, 8.2, and 1.5. So that's about 26.2, um, 27.7. Round up to 28. So let's say he's good for 28 total. You think the 49ers are going to score less than 28? I don't know, Jay, but do you know who the Pelicans are playing on the second? No. Houston Rockets. Yeah. And I think Zion can body some people in the Houston Rockets. All right, I like it. You were just you were not you weren't comparing, but you were just saying how one of their players maybe <laughs> should be an all-star. Yeah. And I think Zion should have been an all-star. <laughs> With four games played? Yep. <laughs> yeah, so Zion, um, more points, rebounds, and assists than 49ers get total points. I'm betting twenty dollars on that, and I will win seventeen point two five. Do you have the odds of that? Did you write that down? I didn't. Okay, so it's obviously minus odds if yeah. you're winning less than you're betting. Yeah. It's all right. Not everyone can be perfect. Um, <laughs> my second bet, one I'm feeling good about, but honestly, like it doesn't. It's a complete guess. It is the, the a bet everyone loves. Everyone bets on this. I feel like it's the color of the Gatorade. Yep. It's the most talked about Super Bowl prop. I kind of feel bad picking it because I think I picked it last year and didn't win it. I know I picked it last year and didn't win it. Maybe that's what it was then. I'm going with the color of the Gatorade on the winning coach. It's going to be lime slash green slash yellow. Plus $450. $10 to win $45. Here's my reason, Ty. Here. I think the Chiefs. is heavy favorite. I think the Chiefs are going to win. Right? Okay. And I just Googled Chiefs Gatorade bath. And the first picture that popped up was Andy Reid getting showered in yellow Gatorade. Mm. And this was, keep in mind, like 2013. But, um, yeah, that's about my only reason. Down there in Miami, might get a little frisky with some purple Gatorade, though. I don't hate it. How much you betting? How much you win? I'm betting $10 okay. to win $45. Damn. I know. That can seal it for you very easily. 49ers, I'm also looking. Clear Gatorade. At least that's what it that's, looks like. Uh, that's called water, Jason. <laughs> hey, one of the one of the things is clear, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> My second bet, Jason, nice and simple. I love this country. You enjoy Demi Lovato. I love Demi Lovato. National anthem. Uh, the length of it. I bet it's going to be over two minutes and four seconds. I think Demi Lovato has herself a great time. I think she hangs on to those notes for quite a while. She rides this one out. Over two minutes and four seconds to perform the national anthem. I'm just betting 10 to win 770. Nice and easy. Nice little, just get some money in my pocket. All right. Um, Nothing wild. Demi Lovato, very emotional performance on the Grammys. Yes. Forgot about her situation. Yeah. She's a warrior, man. Very great performance, too. All right, Tyler. My third bet. I needed, um, I'm, I need to look something up. I looked this up beforehand, excuse me, but I I closed my tab. All right, so the bet. The first team to be penalized for holding mm. in the game. Okay. The, the Chiefs were actually the favorites in this. Now, what happens if they go without the entire game without holding? Then I lose. Okay. The first team to be penalized for holding, 
I'm going with the 49ers, the underdogs. They have even odds. I'm putting 30 on this. That I'm is, confident. That was aggressive. 30 to win back 30. So I looked up offensive holding. San Francisco's pretty good. 18 games so far, 23 holds. Only about one per game. So it happens at least one per game. Kansas City, though, 18 games, 22 holds. Mm. I think that's really just betting who gets the ball first because someone's going to hold under the big lights. My logic, light. yeah, my logic is I just think the Niners, maybe run the, they, they're a run-heavy team. Or, you know, some would say maybe they don't trust in Jimmy G. We had that conversation last week. I don't think it's 100% true. Something's going to happen where they're either going to run the ball, something first drive of the game, they're going to get a holding call. They're not, you know, say what you will about the Chiefs. They haven't made the Super Bowl, but the Chiefs, at least last year, they got some playoff experience. They got the big lights experience. This 49ers team got no big lights experience besides this year. It's true. They were terrible last year. And they shit pumped the last two teams they played. They almost couldn't afford to put the lights on last year. <laughs> they shit pumped the last two teams. So they're going to get a little nervous. They're going to commit a hold. All right. We'll find out, Jay. My next pick. This one's frisky. Okay. But, Jason, it's the Super Bowl. And these are two great head coaches going head-to-head. Yep. You pull out all the fucking stops. Mm-hmm. I'm betting that a non-quarterback will throw a touchdown pass. Oh, a Philly special? Philly special. I think 49ers are a very run-heavy team. I see them being the one that would do it, though, honestly. That's exactly my thought process. Oh, okay. Everyone's lining up for a run. They hand it to one of them running backs. Jimmy G runs out wide. They're just so fast. Yeah. Between Debo Samuel, the receiver, and then the run. Like, they're just a fast team. And, yeah, I could definitely see that. A little, like, end-around, little blip, 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 dump off touchdown. Yeah. I absolutely think it will. I, and it doesn't matter which team does it. It doesn't. Just got to be non-quarterback touchdown pass. I'm betting 10 to win 31-50. All right. I feel like that's absolutely going to happen. All right. Three, twelve plus 310. My fourth one, Ty. One I really love. Evident because it is my highest wager of the, the of the the entire thing, which goes against what I said last week about the game about the Chiefs getting an early lead and just winning by <laughs> ten or more. I really like this one though. I feel like if I were to bet on my actual money on one, this would be one of them. Will the game be tied again after the game is zero to zero? Okay. So will it be three three seven seven ten ten fourteen fourteen? You get the picture. I'm saying yes, it will be. Hmm. Minus two hundred. So not great odds. Thirty-five to win seventeen fifty. Hmm. I'm I'm just like I it's very likely. It, it seems likely, and I think the Chiefs are going to blow them out. And I'm known for not being the most reliable source of information, so I'm betting against myself. Fine. I'm sure everyone who has the eleven, twenty-two, thirty-three on the Super Bowl squares wants this. Yeah. Now the worst case scenario, I'll get to in a second. Hold on, actually, never mind. <laughs> Okay, I'll wait on it. <laughs> What's my your fourth? One, my next one, Jason. This is another decent little risk. I put $30 down for it. Tied for my biggest. Okay. Jason, again, two great head coaches. They got balls of steel. Yep. They like going for shit. And this is just simply an onside kick attempt. Yeah, I really like this one. Because even if late in the game someone gets a touchdown, they're down another score. They like, it's going to, gonna, yeah. They have to do it. Not only that, maybe someone... Get some Sean Payton level balls. Does it at halftime? Yeah. Doubt it. Start the game with an onside kick? That'd be awesome. That'd be even more ballsy. If I'm the 49ers and I'm kicking, I think about doing that. Yeah. I think you get the onside kick. You can fucking run the ball down their mouth to start the drive, to start the game, and they get the ball back at half. Yeah. Their team's quick. They're going to cover the field. Who cares if they start at the 20 or the 40? Yeah. 
saying. Bet on your defense too. Yeah. You didn't talk about how you have a good defense. I like that. If I'm if I'm a Jay Shanahan, what no? Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. I'm thinking of Jay Gruden. Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> and I'd be listening to this because you should start the game with an onside kick, my friend. Absolutely. Jason, it just has to be an attempt. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a conversion. It's just got to be an attempt. Betting 30 to win 37.50. Now, if the Saints were in this game and the other thing was onside recovers, then I would bet for it because the Saints had three straight onside recoveries allowed against yes, the Falcons. Turned that, a blowout that, into that was, a close game. <laughs> that was young Hoku. <laughs> That's all you can say about that. The man is a Charger legend. Oh, man. Speaking of Charger legends, uh, I'll talk about it after. Number five. So I was about to say, worst case scenario for my tide, 0-0, or my tide after 0-0, I'm like, oh, what if there's like an early safety? If there's an early safety in the game, then it's, chances are it's not getting tied the whole rest of the game because safety just throws all the scores up. Bucks it up. I got myself covered. <laughs> I got a $5 bet, Tyler. Just $5. That's all I had left. I wanted, I wanted a big odd bet. And it's something you can't predict. It's just something. It has to happen from a good punt or something. Very random. Muffed chaotic, uh, kick return. Yeah, Someone or just or a good punt, a Thomas Morstead punt. Yeah, Thomas Morstead is sitting at home, unfortunately. <laughs> Will there be a safety in the first half? Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. Plus 900. $5 to win 45 Not a big wager. But if it hits. Mm-hmm. That's the difference maker, baby. I'll be putting on a Charger jersey at the Super Bowl party. Because <laughs> it's over at that point. Yes, it will. Now, Jason, my last one here. Another $30 bet. I was going to say something, but go ahead. Okay. I was going to say, uh, best case scenario, 49ers get the ball first, holding call, get a sack, get another sack, safety. I get the holding <laughs> and the safety right away. I think it literally I would be eliminated at that point. <laughs> I think if all mine did, you'd still win. <laughs> my final one, Jason. We're partying it up in Miami. We are? We aren't. <laughs> but the Super Bowl is. Yes, it is. We'll be watching on TV. As people partied up at the halftime oh, yeah. of the Super Bowl down in Miami with none other than J-Lo and Shakira. Mm-hmm. Now, J-Lo has a very famous boyfriend. I don't know if you know him. No, I don't think fiance, I do. Fiance, maybe? I think so, fiance. Man by the name of Alex Rodriguez. Who, I don't think you factored this in, is from Miami. Oh, shit, I didn't. <laughs> I love it even more now. Might as well be on stage with her. <laughs> Mr. Alex Rodriguez simply has to make an appearance, I think, during halftime. During the halftime show. And what what do you win? What are you betting? So it does have to be during the halftime show. Just wanted to clarify that. Jason, he just has to make an appearance. A man from Miami, good friends with the Hall of Famer Derek Jeter, who owns a team in Miami. Mm-hmm. And dating the halftime performer. I'm betting 30 to win 43.50. That is absolutely going to happen. Just one time. Just got to show up on screen. One time. So it's over under 0.5. Now, I will say, just to be, uh, what is that? We can see. Transparent. Transparent. <laughs> Live pictures only. So if it's like a throwback to him proposing to J-Lo. Is that your conditions or is that what Bovada? That is what Bovada is and I'm sticking to the rules. So it's during the halftime performance? Yes. What does it exactly say? Just during the halftime performance? Do you have it up How many still? times will Alex Rodriguez be shown during halftime show? 0. Okay. 0.5. I'll give you any time during the halftime show. It doesn't even have to be while J-Lo is performing. It can be before she's performing. I'll give it to you. But as soon as that team, as soon as the clock expires, to as soon as the clock starts. Yeah, I'll give you that. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> That's my last one, Jay. 
So we added up our total that we could win. What was yours? Do you have it still? Mine's a 90, 120, 154. I could win a total of $171.50 of imaginary money if all of mine hit. We talked, I think yours was like 130 or 103. Well, you know what, Jay? I'll tell you right now. Mine was none other than I need to move my cursor because my four looked like an, my three looked like an eight. 137.45. So I got potential to win more, but we'll see. But that means mine have a better chance of hitting. Yeah. So, you have a chance going home with your pocket. <laughs> remember that. <laughs> or we just both don't get a single one and no one wins or loses the bet. If if we get shut out, if we both get shut out, we both have to win. <laughs> okay, I'm fine with that. If we're that bad, we both have to change our <laughs> Okay, I'm fine. That's just that. a shame. <laughs> nothing but shame. <laughs> There's no way for us to get a tie, right? I don't think so. Um, what? How much was your winnings? What? Uh, Thirty-four, forty-five, thirty, seventeen, fifty, forty-five. Ooh, seventeen twenty-five. So we're good. Yeah. No. All right. That should be fun. It's gonna be fun watching the Super Bowl. I get excited when we do these little fake bets and like, like I actually bet on it. But I didn't. But it's like I get the excitement of actually betting on something without the risk of losing my money. I mean, usually we don't even have anything on the line. We're just. Doing them. Now we have something on the line yeah. to be excited about. Yeah. Ex- I don't want to wear a goddamn Chargers jersey. Are you kidding me? If you were, you'd be wearing that Charger jersey that's right there in that suitcase, Ty. Now, should we do football or baseball jerseys? Super Bowl? Football. 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 But baseball's coming up. Football. we got to have a different baseball thing. Maybe when we do our over-unders podcast. Okay. Long A long-term but that bet. Is, that is, I'm going to forget about that. We're going to have to put a post-it on our sign right here. <laughs> um. You'll be wearing that beautiful Charger jersey color rush of Philip Rivers, who probably won't be a Charger next year. Mm, the man, the myth, the legend, who doesn't curse and has 12 kids. Uh, someone tweeted, came out and reported, Jay Glazer reported that the Chargers are moving on from Philip Rivers. Um, but then I saw a conflicting report from Adam Schefter, I believe it was. Ooh, both very respected in the business. The next day that said... The Chargers are still exploring all their options with Philip Rivers, which includes potentially franchise tagging him. So I think chances are they're moving on, um, which is just sad. It'll be interesting to see where he goes. I, I, I said, Tennessee, Carolina, Tampa Bay. Those are the three teams that I said. I'm just saying, what if the Panthers move on from Cam Newton? What if Cam Newton wants to move on? New head coach. He's like, look, Cam. Cam's like, look, guys. I got one year on my contract. Trade me for like a second round pick. Trade me to the Bears. They're desperate. They are desperate. I don't know. All I know is Philip Rivers might not be our quarterback. And Tom Brady is looking like could be. Did you see the picture he posted today? Yeah. I don't know what it meant, Jay. He was just standing in the tunnel of a football stadium. I swear, dude, if we. man, I would rather trade like five first round picks and draft Joe Burrow than sign Tom Brady. Yeah. I just love Joe Burrow, though. Tom Brady is not going to be good next year. I think outside of the Patriots system at his ripe old age of 53, <laughs> he's not going to be good. You know who is going to be good, Jason? Completely forgot about this. Who? Some are calling him a franchise quarterback. Oh, my God. I don't want to have – I just said I'm not having debates like this anymore, Ty. Jason, Sean Payton says none other than the Mormon Missile is a franchise quarterback. You know what? I hope the Saints – Move on and try Taysom Hill as the franchise quarterback. I hope it. I hope they do because it's either going to be really exciting or it's going to just crash and burn, and everyone's going to be like, "Okay, 
And I just, I'm so excited for that because I personally will not die. I will not, to me, he's not a franchise quarterback, and I will always stand by that. Okay, here's my thought process. If Drew Brees does not return, I'm going to be a very, very sad, heartbroken person. Yeah. There's one thing that can make me happy, and that's the image of Taysom Hill throwing passes out. I mean, if you're okay with Taysom Hill leading you guys to like a 7-9 record, then I'm happy for you as a, as your friend. The Chargers play, play you guys next year. Maybe we can get a W. You know what? I'll say this. Taysom Hill will be better than the Chargers quarterback next season, whoever it is. Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers. Tyrod Taylor. Taysom Hill. Oh, it's Tyrod Taylor. You bet your ass he probably will be. I don't think Taysom Hill is a good quarterback, Ty. We'll find out. I'm not sure. I think in his current system, he is awesome. I think as the guy. I think if you build a system for him as the guy. I I don't. He will be. I don't think he can throw the ball. I'm sorry. He's got some good arm power. Not very accurate. Yeah, that's a problem. (laughs) But you know what? That's fine when you have Michael Thomas. Okay, and, and you, only Michael Thomas. Okay, but I think you just run the ball, run a bunch of fucking options with Alvin Kamara, Taysom Hill, and then you got Jared. What? Yeah, Jared Cook is an uh, all-pro. He's also getting older, but... Throw some respect on his name. Taysom Hill just didn't have great college stats, and... You know what? He went on He went on break after college. He went on a Mormon mission, I believe. Respectable. So he's a new guy. He's mature. Football-wise. <clears throat> and he's ready to take the next step. <coughs> if Drew Brees is ready to take the next step and retire. I don't know what's going on. What if Drew Brees went to the Chargers? That. It wouldn't happen. Okay, I'm not saying it's possible. I'm just saying what if. I mean, why wouldn't it happen, though? I think he still has enough in the tank to where if you guys are looking at Tom Brady and Drew Brees doesn't want to return with the Saints, he goes back to where his career started. I just – well, they kind of did him dirty, so I just think, did. think for that reason he wouldn't go there. I'm going to be very sad if he is not quarterback. But I'm also – I think if he – It's also going to be a bittersweet name because he's getting old and eventually we're going to have to move on. And why wait until he's terrible? I think eventually he will – or not – what am I saying? That's what you just said. I think if he does return, he's returning to the Saints. I don't think it's a question of if he's going to play for someone else. I think it's just a question of if he's going to play, I which I think the answer is yes. I would hope so, but – oh, did you also hear the theory? No. That uh, Mr. Russell Wilson let Drew Brees start the All-Pro game? No. Or the Pro Bowl game. He wasn't supposed to start, but Drew Brees started it uh-huh. um, as like a last like send-off, and he was going to retire after the game, and then the COVID news broke, so he didn't want to. Mm. He then, did have his kids of, there. Out of respect, he didn't announce his retirement with all the COVID news breaking. He did have his kids there. And I was like, oh, fuck. Why else would he have his kids on the sideline during the game? Who allows that unless you're retiring and you're Drew Brees? And Russell Wilson let him start his final Pro Bowl. That's a good theory. I heard that and I was like, I would not be surprised if he was planning on retiring. Drew Brees is a stand-up guy. He really is. He was just out of respect for everything that was happening. He held off on it. That honestly, that does that's not crazy to me. I don't think it is either. It's not crazy to me whatsoever. But I will be sad. Yeah, I'll be sad for you. As a former Charger, I'd be sad. Okay, uh, okay. Crazy thought. I'm not. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not gonna say it. Let me hear. I was gonna say. Goes back to the Chargers. Wins the Super Bowl. Let's say his relationship with the Saints ends badly. Goes in the Hall of Fame with the Charger hat on. <laughs> <laughs> Will not happen. 
That'd be so funny. You were insane. That'd be like, yeah, then Philip Rivers would go in as a... Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer, right, Ty? You're saying Eli Manning wasn't a Hall of Famer? You think Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer, right? I don't know, Jay. No Super Bowl appearances. That does hurt him. It does hurt him. However, I think he is good enough to get it. Thank you. He's definitely... I think he way is way more deserving than Eli. Thank you. I appreciate that. But I don't think Eli deserves to get in, so... I think Eli deserves to get in. No. I just wish Philip. Well, here's the thing: is I wish Philip Rivers was on like a better franchise, so he could be, like, he probably would have won a Super Bowl if he was on any franchise but the Chargers. If he would have played the uh, the uh, oh my fucking god Peyton Manning role on the Denver Broncos, and like he was playing with you guys and had like his whole career with the Chargers, and then just went to like a Denver Broncos and didn't do anything and won a Super Bowl with them, easy Hall of Famer. Like Peyton Manning at the yeah. end of his career just showed no, up. No, yeah. He basically got a paycheck and a Super Bowl ring. But, like, think of, like, so if Phil Rivers was on the Ravens instead of Joe Flacco, they would have won yeah, the Super Bowl. Yeah, easily a Hall of Famer. If he was on the Giants instead of Eli Manning, probably would have won the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, because he Even Big Ben. Game. I think Phillip and Big Ben are head-to-head in terms of talent, and the only thing that gives Big Ben the advantage is because Super, Super Bowl rings, excuse me. I think Phil Rivers is a two-time, a two-time Super Bowl winner if he's a Steeler. Yeah, I agree. And it's just a shame. But the thing is, if he was on another team, I wouldn't like him. So that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's played, a... like all of his career except for his last season on the Chargers. So you still loved him, but then you saw him go and win a, win a Super Bowl with the Broncos. I think if I think if he does keep playing, I think he's going to sign like a two, three-year deal. I don't know if he'll play like the team will what's have team, him start. What's a team with elite de- defense right now who needs a quarterback? I'm saying, bro, the Titans have a decent defense. I think they have cap space. I'm pretty sure they have cap space. Titans just build their fucking defense, bring on Phil Rivers. He doesn't have to do much. Derrick Henry, they have a good line. And he just gets carried to a Super Bowl. I could see it, man. I think it'd be beautiful. Because Ryan Tannehill is a free agent. And, like, yeah, he did good, but maybe he wants big bucks now. I, I don't know. I, I I could just definitely see that. It'd be beautiful. What if – oh, you know what would be a Charger thing to do that I didn't think about till right now while I'm reading this article? What? <laughs> what if – the Chargers signed Dak Prescott to like a $400 million contract. The Chargers signed Dak Prescott? I'd be pissed. I forgot he was a free agent. I'd be pissed. God, the Cowboys are going to overpay for him. Phil Rivers in Dallas? Tom Brady in Dallas. Imagine that. I mean, I could see that. I could see that, yeah. He has that. He's got that fit. But I'm just saying... Free, uh, uh, this report says, along with the unrestricted free agents, the Panthers, parentheses Cam Newton, Bengals, parentheses Andy Dalton, Raiders, parentheses Derek Carr, have at least been rumored to, to be ready to move on from their long-time signal callers. What did they, they say the Bengals? Yeah, obviously. No <laughs> yeah, shit. yeah. Fucking drafting Joe Burrow. keep Andy Dalton as backup. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I feel like when all this happens, the Chargers are going to end up with the one with like Andy Dalton or Derek Carr or Dak Prescott. Yeah. I just want Joe Burrow, dude. Out of that group, Dak Prescott would be the best, but you're going to overpay for him. If Drew Brees ain't coming to the Chargers, you know where he could go to help me out? Where? The Dolphins, because then they won't draft Tua. I'm okay with Tua. He was rumored last year to go to the Dolphins, but I agree. I think he plays for the, the Saints or doesn't play. Well, he also almost went to the Dolphins before he signed with the Saints. Have you yeah. heard that story? Yeah. Like, originally. Billy's been connected. Teddy B is going to go somewhere. Where's Teddy B going to go? Chargers. You think so? Maybe. I definitely can see that. He's like a step above Tyrod Taylor, who you guys notably have. I'd be, I'd be okay with Teddy B. I think Teddy B slept on. What do you mean? He went undefeated 
as a starter. I still feel like he's slept on by the general audience. I feel like as a Saints fan, you respect him, but I feel like outside of the Saints fandom, he's still a little bit slept on. Yeah, that actually perfectly accurate because I was having this conversation at work at lunch, and a Charger fan laughed at the idea of Teddy B. Dude, he was a freaking Pro Bowler before he got hurt, and then he came in and he did good. Yeah, he wasn't great his like first game, but he got better every single game. And by the end of it, I mean, he was... And I think compared to Rivers, he's not going to turn the ball over like Phil did this year. And I think you guys have a good enough team to where if you don't turn the ball over... Yeah, you know how many freaking turnovers we had, dude? Yep. Oh my god. I think we pretty much led the NFL in turnovers. Now I gotta look this up real quick. Oh my gosh, man. I think Teddy B on the Chargers is a perfectly good fit to get you guys to the playoffs. To lose to the Cowboys led by Tom Brady. Yeah, we had the second worst turnover differential. Minus 16. Mm, who had the worst? Giants. Minus 17. Damn, Jones seen ghost. And that's only because... Takeaways. Giveaways. Oh, I don't know. It's not Daniel Jones seeing ghosts. It was a Sam Darnold seeing ghosts. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, Danny Dimes just turned the ball over. <laughs> Speaking of seeing ghosts, Tyler, I saw some ghosts at the oh, movie theater shit. today. In one shot. Yeah. In uh, the movie 1917, uh, the joke is they're, they're ghosts because they're dead now, but yeah, these are actors World War portraying people. Um, 1970, a movie about two British, ooh, two okay. British, British soldiers who get a mission to deliver a message to another area of British soldiers, and they have to cross an uneasy path to get there. Will not spoil the movie. A lot of people are going to die, right? Pretty much, pretty much. It's like a life or death mission. Like you're, they're going into a trap, and they have to tell them, "Hey, yo, it's a trap." Yeah. Like the Star Wars guy. Um, it, it was a pretty good movie. The movie has gotten Oscar buzz. Um, the big thing about it is that it is all shot in one shot. No camera cuts. Up there almost as a favorite for Best Picture. Yeah. It won, I think, the Golden Globes, right? Or the yeah. Screen, Screen oh. Actors Guild. Um, I will say, it was one shot. There was one tiny cut, but I don't even know if it was if it, you can well, consider it a cut. There was a lot of cuts, but it was made to look like one shot. Well, but most of their quote-unquote cuts would just be the camera, like, rotating. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, no shit. Like, it'd be them, and then it, like, rotate to their horizon, and then rotate back to them. I could tell that's where, like, they would use a cut to have a break or whatever. But in terms of, like, actual cut cuts, there was only one, and I don't even think it was considered a cut. Uh, this isn't really a spoiler. One of them just goes unconscious at one point, I'll just say that, and it goes black for, like, a few seconds. Oh. And then it... But I don't even know if that's considered a cut, really. You just say that was just how it was. I mean, it absolutely was used for a cut, but... Either way, they definitely... They knocked it out of the park. I thought I went into the movie like, oh, I'm going to hate this no cuts thing. And then I completely forgot about it. And it's just like, it was good. Was I did visually a... Visually appealing? I did a scale if you want to hear it. Jason, how was your plot slash story? My plot slash story, I gave it a 17. Oh, World War One, Interesting now. <laughs> uh, it was just... it was a, It was a relatable... You know, it was like... It's like one minor thing, you know, I looked into it and it was the director, Sam Mendes. He said it, it was kind of based off like stories his grandfather would tell him, something like that. Um, it was just like one small story. It wasn't like this overarching war story. or anything. It was like one small story that is probably kind of forgotten about. And I just thought the way they did it, it was pretty good. There, It wasn't perfect, but... It was like very personalized or yeah. something huge. Yeah, like it, it didn't... It just felt like a personal movie. Like it didn't feel like... 
anything big or you know what I mean? I'm sure the one shot aspect of that, you were hanging out with those guys the entire movie, so it helped with that yeah. small scale personalized feeling. Yeah, 17. It wasn't perfect because there was parts where I was just a little confused, but I think that was just me being confused more than anything. Jason, how was cinematography next? Visuals and cinematography. Fuck yeah, I'm so good. I give it a 20. Oh, I shit. think that's my first ever 20. It was shot beautifully? It was, it was shot phenomenally. Just the whole one-shot thing, they did it amazingly, I thought. I just watched the movie Birdman, and Birdman kind of does a similar thing. They use similar tactics. Uh, I thought this movie did it better. Well, they, they were kind of different. Birdman was more of like a chaotic camera where it was like kind of going through the backstage of Broadway and everything where this was kind of more slow paced and everything. And there were chaotic parts, but just like the colors and like there was a scene I remember where I was just watching. I was like, damn, this is freaking pretty badass right now. Like this is well, very well shot. How was that action scenes? Not a lot of like action. Really? Not really. No. I know I saw one of like definitely like a war scene where he's like running next to a trench. Yeah, that's so that's like probably the biggest like hurrah scene. But there's like there's some scenes, but I wouldn't I, I don't know if I necessarily call them action, if okay. anything. But it's there not was like a full on war movie. It's yeah. Like a story. Yeah. OK. I like it. And I think that's why I liked it, because I don't like uh, war movies. Well, how are the key elements? Jay? I gave it a 19. Oh, I thought I, I was watching it. And I thought I was playing Call of Duty World War One again. The trenches looked exactly like it, just saying. Well, that's because um, I think they dug actual trenches for this movie. <laughs> really? Like, I think they did realistically, made every fucking trench, like, they were real. That's why it looked realistic. <laughs> but the elements, I thought it was kind of like, I don't know, I was just thinking of, like, intimacy and kind of, like, the worry feel still. Um, and I just thought it knocked it out of the park, you know? It was like, obviously it was a war movie, but it was, like, intimate at the same time, where at points it didn't feel like a war movie. And then it it just it just did a really good job at that at like humanizing these guys and I you know I've never seen most like Saving Private Ryan or anything but and like some parts of it were outright uh I don't want to say vulgar let's just say like dead bodies and stuff oh shit kind of graphic but like realistically graphic and kind of like jarring where like it wasn't like just like oh there's a dead body it was like it even affected like the characters in the same way it kind of affected the audience like you know i don't want to again i don't want to spoil anything but oh what movie did i just watch midsummer have you seen midsummer no brutally graphic death scenes really like disgust like the nastiest shit i've ever seen in a movie see it wasn't even death scenes it was like the like the bodies? Well, yeah, like there was already dead bodies in some part of it. And then other parts when, you know, the explosions are going yeah. off and those people are getting like carted away and everything. Like I, I, it was definitely something I could see someone. I, I don't know if there's any more World War One veterans. And if there is, I don't know if they're seeing this movie, but so an army veteran. This took place in 1917? Yeah. <laughs> 103? Well, yeah, if they were born in that. They're, yeah, if they were born. Yeah, so no, there isn't probably. No, probably not. <laughs> um, maybe, but I could definitely see it. Giving, like, you know, how um, I know Dunkirk did the same thing and same thing with Saving Private Ryan. Like, that for so Saving Private Ryan, I have seen the opening scene of it where people say that's like it, it was kind of like that. PTSD. Not as, not as chaotic, but it was just, it was, yeah. Characters, I gave a 15. I thought they did a good job. Um, again, I don't want to spoil much here. Kind of relating, like, at some points they're relatable, at some points they weren't. I mean, I don't, I didn't, I didn't walk away from this movie being like, wow, that was a really good performance, or you know what I mean? It was adequate for the story they were trying yeah. to tell. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the people did it above and beyond but to make it. Perfectly yeah, fine job. Yeah, that's why I gave it a fifteen. Um, I don't know if you know he's in this movie, but it's announced on like Wikipedia and stuff. Benedict Cumberbatch makes a small appearance in this movie. He was in the trailer. 
Okay, so yeah. He's in the trailer, really? Yeah. Oh. I haven't seen any of the trailers. He's in it. I was shocked. When he came on the screen, I was like, oh! Anyone who's seen a trailer would not be shocked. I was shocked. I was like, Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, enjoyment, I gave it a 19. I really enjoyed this movie. What What would have pushed it over for you? Better characters? Better characters. Um, not taking place during World War One. No, I actually kind of liked that. Like, it, it was not bad. It wasn't, like, it was just different. It was just, like, a personal journey. And, like, just the whole scale, like, it just... It didn't feel like a... I don't know. It's, it's just the type of movie it is. It was so weird. Itself. It didn't feel like a movie, if that makes sense. No, oh, yeah. It was just like one story of this one guy. It was like something I would almost dream of or something like you would imagine when someone's telling you like a story about it or something. Like that's just how it felt. It wasn't like this big... There was no villain. There was no... You know, it was just like one story that this one... That the director heard or whatever. You know, some parts are probably real. Some parts are probably a little fake. Whatever. It's just one story that he wanted to turn into something on the screen, and that's what he did. Just the one-shot aspect of it and the story they're trying to tell kind of made it feel... Yeah, better. and it, it was unique. That's what I liked about it. It was a very unique movie, and I enjoyed it a lot. I honestly went in thinking I was not enjoying it. I went into the movie. It was like, I know this movie's probably going to be high on my scale because of all these things I've heard about it. I think enjoyment will knock it down, and it, it maybe that gave it a higher score than it deserves because it, it exceeded my expectations, but I gave it a 19. Whereas I think I gave like Spider Man an eighteen. Mm-hmm. Oh, you already you know that? Oh, I'm pretty sure you did. Oh, okay. Where I think it was just it exceeded my expectations, so I enjoyed it a little bit more than like say Spider Man, where like I was kind of like already expecting a lot. That makes sense. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I'm not. I'm I'm decent at math, but Jason sounds like one hell of a score. It's a high, I think it's the highest score I've ever given out. I really liked this movie, and that shocked me. It shocked me a lot. I almost wanted, like, when I added my final score, part of me was like, I'm going to knock some of these down because it can't be this high. And I was like, no, that's not that's not authentic. It's a 90. I think it's the first 90 I've given out, besides Anchorman. Anchorman, top of our list with 94. I personally gave Star Score 91. You have 1970 and 90. With an asterisk. <laughs> There's so many movies on there. Joker is 89. So it's sandwiched in between Anchorman and Joker. I think that's fair. I think I gave Joker a little bit less than this movie. And I think the only reason I gave Joker a little bit less is because I think the enjoyment was lower. But I think that was part of the movie itself of Joker not being as easily to as easy to enjoy. For sure. But that was just the nature of the movie. But I think I remember I gave it like an 88 and you gave it like a 90 or something like that. I think so, yeah. Pretty goddamn good score. You need to, I, I do advise you see this movie before it's out of theaters. I think you'll really like it. I don't know if I'm going to do that, but I'll see it after. 100%. How, you could do it. Maybe. How about, like, you said you got the dance competition in Anaheim after the competition one night, date night, movie night? Well, Jason, I would. But fun fact, let's talk about the movies coming out this month. <laughs> because if I'm going out to a movie this month, it's going to be Birds of Prey. I, I can guarantee you'll like Birds of Prey less than you'll like this movie. <laughs> now, probably, but it's a comic book movie. I love comic books. And the social media, like, first reviews were in for this movie. Mm-hmm. Were they good? I haven't seen. Exceptionally good. Really? For what we were expecting. Wow. I believe someone was trolling and said <laughs> it was better than the Dark Knight series. <laughs> which, there's no way in hell it was. But they said it was actually really good. And some, like, fucking awesome John Wick-type level action scenes. And I did not know... I actually want to verify this. The director? No, this movie's rated R. Oh. Yeah, it is. 
I didn't realize that. They were saying it's like a like a female Deadpool. Really? Yeah. Like funny, good action. Maybe I'll like it then. I don't see a Metacritic score on IMDb or anything. Yeah, it was the very first like social media talk about it things were released, but no scores. I'll definitely see it. Don't get me wrong. I just don't expect much, but that's just because DC usually ruins things. But hey, maybe that'll be a reason to like it. I agree. Also, they said Ewan McGregor as Black Mask, the bad guy in this villain. Uh-huh. Best villain in the DCEU, which his competition were the terrible Joker and a bunch of CGI bad guys. And Shazam, who was easily the worst part of that movie, was this villain. Yep. And I didn't see Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, which was just some accountant dude, I believe, who basically at the last second was a CGI bad guy. I liked Lex Luthor. Uh, most people didn't. I liked what they did with him. Or the Justice League guy. He was great. Yeah, CGI bad I, guy. No, I thought he was bad. I'm just joking. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> like best DCEU villain. It's like, so he, he could have just done very, very mediocre and been the best <laughs> DCEU villain. Real quick, what did you think of, um? did you ever see Aquaman? Did you like it? Yeah. Okay, that's all I had to ask. That was pretty good. They're on a, they're on a good streak. We're doing Aquaman, Shazam. And yeah. This sounds like it's going to be all right. Looking forward to the James Gunn Suicide Squad. Yeah. Should be good. Uh, what else is coming out in February, Ty? Uh, a movie that was delayed. Okay. Because they had to get shit right. And that was Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, yeah. They had to redo his CGI. Much less like a pedophile. I could, I give me a, you said I give me, <laughs> I give me a 49% chance of seeing this movie this month. Okay. There's more chance I won't see it, but I think it is kind of high I'll see it because it's just something to go see that I could probably go take Gavin to see, so. That's fair. Um, I probably won't see it, but hey. Jim Carrey's in it too. Jim Carrey hasn't really been in a lot of stuff. I'm excited for that. Yeah. I don't know. It's so weird how, like, he kind of went on this whole, like, hiatus, and he's all, like, you know, he says stuff on Twitter and everything. Like, he seems all spiritual. spiritual. Yeah, and then he comes back for Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, every fucking movie. He's like, I want to play that bad guy with the curly mustache with <laughs> <in> Sonic. <laughs> Wear goggles? Fuck yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. Um, our Lord and Savior, Will Ferrell, has a movie coming out, which looks very meh. Yeah. Serious Will Ferrell movie. Yeah, rated R, Will Ferrell. It seems like it. It seems like it could be okay. What is it called again, Ty? Downhill. The Metacritic score is out for this, and it's uh, fifty-three, which is not great, but doesn't mean it's atrocious. We'll see. Very mediocre. See how will how serious Will Smith Will Smith how serious Will Ferrell is going to do. Um, Bloomhouse's Fantasy Island. I like the poster on that one. Looks really cool. I don't know what it's about. I think it's like a yeah horror adaptation of the popular '70s show. Who's that girl? She looks familiar. I'm terrible at actress names. Who? Okay, I need to look it up. I don't know who that is. I know who that is, but I don't know her name. Maggie Q, Lucy Hale, Portia Doubleday. What a last name. Portia Doubleday? Doubleday. That's a a Hollywood last name if I've ever fucking seen one. I can't tell who the girl in that picture is. Is it Michael Pena? Because he's in this. Oh, wow. Ryan Hansen. I think it's Lucy Hale. I don't know. It's not what I thought that was. Who's the guy who does The Bachelor? Chris Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was a Jason moment for you. <laughs> That's um, the last name, right? The Call of the Wild. Uh, yeah. Not. I don't care about that. Two shits. Uh, the Invisible Man. That's another big one that I won't see. I thought it was based off the book that I actually did a trailer for in high school. 
don't think it is. I think it's about a guy who's invisible, and he haunts a chick, and she goes crazy because everyone's like, "There's no one following you," and he's just sitting there naked behind her. <laughs> no one can tell. I mean, we said it. This year's kind of weak, and February kind of goes along with that. I mean, there's some big, you know, Sonic will make money. Um, Birds of Prey, we'll see. Um, probably will make money at least. You're missing the blockbuster movie of the year, Jason. Sean the Sheep, Farmageddon. Impractical Jokers, the movie. Oh god, that looks so bad. I don't, I don't understand how they're doing a movie. The shows are enjoyable. Did you have you seen the trailer? Nope. So it almost looks like half scripted, half real. Oh boy. So like the story is they have to. I don't even remember the stupid story, but pretty much the story is they have to do something, and then so like the fake part of it is them going on this journey. But then the real part of that is them doing the Impractical Jokers stuff during that journey. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. I forgot. That's going to be bad. Yeah, it didn't look – it looked bad. It looked really forced and really – Do you know they do, like, live shows at arenas? Really? I don't know what they do. <laughs> <laughs> I think they had a show at, like, the Honda Center or something, though. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Other movie, again, rated R. A lot of rated R movies. I think that's a Deadpool effect. People are like, hey, we can make money with rated R movies. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe, Guns Akimbo. Oh, you were telling me about that. Have you played Call of Duty? Absolutely. Uh, Do you remember RIP to the Akimbo perk? Do you remember what it did? You had two guns. Yeah, two motherfucking guns. Two pistols, usually. Or two SMGs. Daniel Radcliffe, two pistols in this movie. I believe they are bolted to his hands. He gets kidnapped, is passed out, wakes up with bolts through the center of his hands. Ugh. And he has guns on his hands that he cannot let go of. Ugh. Uh, a guy relies on his newly acquired gladiator skills to save his ex-girlfriend from kidnappers. Interesting. It's got a 64 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. That's 7. decent. 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Not terrible. Harry Potter. Yeah. So I, I think this could be a good action flick. I'll never see it. I'm telling you now. I think if it uh, this feels oh, there's a one percent chance I see this movie. This shows up on a streaming service. I will 100 percent watch it. This seems like a sit down, turn your brain off, enjoy some action with Harry Potter. All right, that's fair. And I think that's all you can ask for. That's fair. I think that's pretty much it. But I don't not, see anything else. I don't see a goddamn thing. February's gonna be a good month for us, though, Ty. Why is that, Jay? We're gonna get on our release grind, start up our YouTube channel again, and we mean it this time. Hopefully, the goal is weekly videos. You heard that right. Weekly videos dropping on whenever we can. Maybe not starting this week. We're going to start recording this week. We're going to have a video up next week. Locking loaded. I will, I'll edit it Saturday night. Jason, we talked about this. I want to have videos ready to go and not just have one release, though. You know, sometimes it's hard. All right, I go to Vegas, and it's like, I just got to, all right. Which is exactly why I wanted to wait. But you're, you're out here promising videos this week. I can get a video up by next weekend. I think you have plenty of old footage from another YouTube video we were supposed to release. Shut up. Um, <laughs> next weekend, maybe? The 8th or the 9th? We're going to get cons- consistent. We might start a second channel. We might have a game channel. We might have like a just a skits slash vlog slash real life channel. I don't know. We're just going to make content because making content's fun. And that's pretty much the only reason why I'm doing it. I know you've been on a kick for content recently. Fuck yeah. I don't know if you're trying to make money. Or if you're just I mean, doing it for fun. That would be cool. <laughs> you know what I think would be really good, Jason? What? We can make money to give money away. Okay. Out of the, out of the greatness of our hearts. Mr. Beast, all right. Maybe just sprinkle a little myself on the side. 
Maybe I'll grab him and we'll give him money away. <laughs> All right. That sounds like Tyler. <laughs> Big things are coming, though. Hopefully. We'll see this time. Yes. It'll be fun. That's all I got, Ty. fun videos. It'll be a fun Super Bowl prop bet. Maybe we start. No, I'm not going to make a fucking YouTube video of us watching the Super Bowl. I'll bring my camera. I'll bring my camera. Hey, I'll bring my camera. Just film. And if something something funny happens, it's a YouTube video. I think we record and we have like a list of our prop bets. And if one gets eliminated, it's on screen. It X's out. And then we just watch our reaction to prop bets hitting or missing. I take the camera and we have the intent of... Not necessarily to make a video, but having it just in case it does come together, if that makes sense. Let's bring Super Bowl. Let's bring our football jerseys after the game ends. Yeah. End of the video, us in the jersey. Keeps people watching. I'm just saying, if it's boring, we don't feel like we let ourselves down. If Yeah, no promises. But hey, if it's good content, we'll release it. I like if it's time. mediocre content, we'll probably still release Maybe it. Maybe we'll just put it on Instagram. Oh. Don't we have an Instagram account? I don't even follow it. We do. Three followers. Who's, who is it? You, Victoria, and who? Random Angel page. <laughs> I don't know how they found us. We posted nothing. <laughs> but, yeah, go follow our Instagram. It is uh, at something. <laughs> You're the one that made it. I'll, here, Ty, I'll go follow the Instagram. Within the Lines Pod. Listeners, I want I actually you... got the the in there this time. Not just within Lines Pod, within the Lines Pod. Did you make us private? Oh, no, just no post yet. Nope. Just nice and nude. We only got two followers. followers. I apologize. The angel guy unfollowed us. All right. So, listeners, I want you to... um, We're we're doing a giveaway on Twitter. We can start doing them on Instagram. Well, I'm saying before we post it, too. Before we talk about Twitter, I just want to say to the listeners, if you haven't got to Instagram, pause this. Because I want us to all press the follow button at the same time. Because I'm following it right now for the first time. Okay. Um, We're not posting right now, Jay. So, we're not going to post it. We're not going to follow at the same time. Okay, but I want them to click follow when they're listening to this the same time that I click follow, when they hear me click follow right now. Let's hear it. All right. Ready, everyone? Three, two, one, follow. Wow. There we go. I was like, uh, hey, what is it? What is like the, like the... ASMR? Yeah. I don't think it's <laughs> sexual. I said sexual. I don't think it has to be I sexual. think it, it, most of it is. That's fair. And then, yeah, as Tyler mentioned, we're also doing a giveaway on Twitter. Edgar Martinez Bobblehead, if you are a Mariners fan or you know any Mariners fans. Yeah. Um, probably post it on Instagram, too, now. So, hey, double With dip. a link get... to our tweet, probably. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. I was going to say double dip, get two entries, but Jason's shutting that down. I like that. We'll see. I like that a lot. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Check our social medias. Within Lines Pod. On Twitter, mm-hmm. within the lines pod. Okay, I didn't get the in it on Twitter when I made it. It's because it was too long, okay? I think it looks perfectly fine. No, I'm saying it was physically too long for Twitter. No, not for Instagram. Yeah, I don't know. They have different rules, Ty. I don't know what to tell you. Looks good. Follow me on Instagram while you're at it. I haven't posted it. I deleted all my old stuff. Why? Something right. Oh, they were bad. They were. I, I Occasionally, every few weeks, I would, not a few weeks, every few months, I would go on your Instagram and just look at your old photos. I copy and pasted the bio from our Twitter onto our Instagram, and it said, at Wooten, and then I saw it was linked, and I was like, oh boy, and I clicked on it, and I was like, nope. You had the, there was one picture of you that I gave you a bruise with the makeup. Yep. That was a good picture. Oh, quality, it's gone now. <laughs> you didn't even archive him? Nope. I, I might have. I don't think I did. You got some photos you're tagged in. How are those? A photo of us at Vegas that I tagged you in. 
Uh, photo of the oh, wolf. Those are all recent. Photo of the wolf football tournament that you're tagged in. Photo of New Year's last year that you're tagged in. Photo of you, Conrad. Oh my God, you look so different. You, Conrad, Alyssa, and Victoria in an Angels game, May of 2017. Dude, you look so different. Holy last shit. day of senior year. Holy shit. Last day of senior year. Man, I look good in that photo. Um, you at the beach with um, who is it? Conrad, Chad, and Amber. Yep. Yeah. You with oh, Bree and Amber. R.I.P. My Jeep. And the back of that picture. There's someone else peeking through. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck was in the back of my Jeep. Go check us out on Instagram to see, find out who it is. Yeah. You got anything else, Ty? I got nothing else. This is very fun. You do have something else. Yeah. You know what that is, Jay? What? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.